Welcome to the Good, the Bad, and the Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that allows you to hear the good movies, the bad movies, and the ugly movies of a certain genre. Allows you, like, I'm giving them permission. That's really nice. I was wondering that. (laughs) I don't know, that's the first word that came to my mind. My name is Micah. Hey, I'm Kelly. And I'm Charles. And this is our first official podcast of our second year. So might even say our second season. Our second season, yeah. It's our. This is the first official one because we kind of ended the year with our year anniversary, mm-hmm. which was a, a free for all. Twenty episodes, <laughs> chocked full of craziness. Yes, it was twenty episodes. It, it was, was live on uh, Periscope. I was gonna say <laughs> live on podcast, but that's yeah. just a whole where we thing. took where we took basically our uh, our good, our bad, and our ugly from the past year and debated it. And boy, did we debate it. Boy, we did no, debate no, it. No, 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 no. He, he <laughs> told me, he told me after the podcast. <laughs> he's like, go ahead, go I was ahead. just messing with you on AI. Like, he, there's no way he doesn't think Santa Claus is the worst movie. All right, so here's, I knew that was going to be brought up. And here's what I say. <laughs> here's what I say is that logistically, Santa Claus is the worst movie. And I told you guys that I agree. It is a bad, is. bad, bad movie. But I'm an entertainer. And I knew that it would not make for a good. You did. Not make for a good podcast if we just all went. Yeah, it's a really bad movie. Uh huh. Uh huh. Let's move on. Yeah. So I had to say something else, and I still don't like it. Yeah, it's one, of, in my opinion, one of the worst films. Ever. So it was a half truth. It was a half truth. Okay. It wasn't the worst one. It wasn't the worst one that we watched for the year, but it was definitely not wait, a great one. Wait, wait, you're backpedaling again. <laughs> was it the worst one you watched the whole year? I think it's a, a worse the worst movie, but as far as as far as like a quality of movie, Santa Claus is a bit worse movie. Okay, okay, okay. Santa Claus is the worst movie. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought you said Santa Claus was the worst. Go ahead. Carry on. So, um, now we as as kickoff to this year, you Charles. It is your it is your pick. <laughs> I barely graced you. It is your pick. It's another one of your half truths. <laughs> hey, and also before we get started, let me uh, give a big uh, thank you to Ricky over in the control booth. Ricky, hello. I'm waving at, at the camera. Yes, <laughs> Ricky is here. He looked right at me. I guess I'm the camera. You are the camera. There is no camera here, guys. I'm sorry. Ricky, you is are here, the movie. And uh, um, we're we're recording in this beautiful studio space of his, and so I just want to give him a big thank you for that. Heck yeah. And, no problem, uh, guys. So Charles, go ahead. It's uh, so your pick. Your if week. you. If you're a loyal fan uh, and you watch this live, you might have noticed that last time I announced that my choices were going to be Pixar films, and later on when uh, when we were talking about it, I was like, you know, Wes Craven just passed away. It's almost Halloween. It would be really great to do a Wes Craven genre, and so we'll put uh, Pixar uh, kind of on the back burner for right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know when we'll get back to it, but um, uh, we're going to do Wes Craven films, and uh, so... You may have not had time to actually watch the films because we're just telling you now. But the picks <laughs> that I I picked um, and that we have watched um, would be uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Scream, and Vampire in Brooklyn. So mm-hmm. those are the three. Um, I also want to say that you know it's kind of weird when you really admire a director and you're having to pick a bad one of their career and an ugly one, but. You know, everyone's got something on their yeah, filmography, so it's, it's like, like I don't want to. This is not a Wes Craven trashing thing. It's actually I'm trying to kind of honor him in a way by adjusting our schedule a little bit. So, those are the three I picked. So, uh, do you guys know which is which? I think I do. I think I have an idea. But before before we move on to the picks, I want to say that this is this is a 
a kind of a, a personal one for you because Wes Craven is a really important to you, to, to your love of movies, to yes. you as a, as a filmmaker yourself. Yes, and uh, in fact, I'm going to be doing the, the 31 Days of Horror um, in October, starting October 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll it's post just it awesome.com. Yeah, that's right. I'll post it on the website if anyone wants to follow along, but I'm actually going to have quite a few Wes Craven movies in there this year. Um, also, I'm going to put some Christopher Lee movies in there just because he passed away recently oh, okay. too. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a lot of ways, yeah, it'll be really awesome getting to go back and watch some of his. Um, in fact, I just watched uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street at the Alamo Draft House. Um, but having said that, um, you know, that's, like I said, we're here to have some fun with it and kind of take a look at all of his films. So All right. You want to go ahead and uh, kick us off? All right. Which one do you want? Okay. In honor of Wes Craven, let's do the good. First, what do you say, yes, Kelly? Yes, I agree. Let's do it. Okay, which one do you think that is? I, I want to hear Kelly's pick because Kelly said something really interesting to me the other day. Which one do you think is my good pick for him? <laughs> I tried to think what it was I could have said. Um, I think maybe Scream? Kelly, okay, so Kelly had never seen A Nightmare on Elm Street, um, which is my good pick. But she had never <laughs> seen it, so she watched it. Um, she watched it for the first time, and after watching it, she I was like, do you know which one it's going to be for me? And she's like, probably your bad one. And my heart almost broke. <laughs> I swear. I was like, I was like, I had to like, because I don't want to spoil it, which one it is for me. And I'm just like, oh, you think so, huh? And I have like tears. <laughs> All right. So reveal. What is it? It's an Eyebrow Elm Street. It's my good one for sure. It's, oh, it's definitely my okay. good one. Yeah. I, think it's, I think it's one of the greatest slasher movies ever made. Uh, see, this is, is what's going to. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When we did Slasher Genre, I had to pick Halloween because. Halloween came first. It's more. It set set kind of yeah. the different things. This one kind of turned it on its head, which is what Wes Craven was known to do. He was, I think, the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Wes Craven kept reinventing the slasher genre as we know it. Scream. Scream. Exactly. We're not. We're not in there yet. But yeah. Um, hey guys. Hey. Um, <laughs> there's more people joining us. Hey, great. Um, Welcome. But so he reinvented it three different decades at least. Now when it gets to the two thousands and you get like my soul to take no. But having rewatched it on on at that almost draft house, I forgot how bad the ending is. The ending is atrocious. It's like Home Alone before there was a Home Alone. Do you remember this? Like, like basically she sets traps up for Freddy Krueger. Yeah. And she pulls him out of the dream, and <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's like all I needed was like a blowtorch on his head and no, turning a knob right, and getting yeah. burned and a spider on his and face. And she does it really quickly too. I mean, with it, yeah. she has the dream. It's all within a twenty minute span. Yeah. Because no, it's the climax of the movie. And, and no, and I mean, it literally is. I mean, she says, I've got to set this timer for 20 minutes. And she set, sets up this, these elaborate traps within 20 minutes. Well, it's kind of annoying, too, because she tells her dad to be there in 20 minutes. And, okay, so she's got to set up these traps, fall asleep. Now, I have a hard time falling asleep <laughs> in 20 minutes, let alone setting up traps and then yeah, going right. to sleep. But, you know, she hadn't slept for days, whatever. So. Yeah. Well, and whose alcoholic father is going to actually show up in 20 minutes? Well, yeah. she was, he, was the, he was the police guy. He was across the street at the house where Johnny Depp was. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, okay, so, I'm sorry. No, no. She, yeah, well, she had an alcoholic mother who mm. is, yeah, again, she mistake. is utterly hilarious, too. <laughs> <laughs> She's just, like, chugging. In the theater, you know, it's like one of those things. You watch a movie by yourself. And you think about it a certain way. When you go and watch it with an audience, and every time that character's on screen, the audience laughs, you're like, how have I never seen how comically <laughs> bad that performance is? Yeah. Again, Burton. it's bad. But again, Freddy Krueger is one of the greatest cinematic characters ever written. Okay, but but let me just ask this, though. 
is he real or is he not real? Is he alive or is he not alive? That's the scariest how? part. You don't know. But how? How is he in the dream, but also real? Like if he su- if he's real and he sucks them into the dream and really harms them, and then like these things really happen to them, then how? What does he not exist on a normal plane? I mean, what? I don't understand. I, oh, he's I supernatural. Like, I, like I actually. The first movie, I guess, I'm going to assume you haven't seen any of the other ones, right? No, I haven't. In the first movie, as weird as it sounds, it was the most grounded. And by the way, uh, we have not done a synopsis. So, oh. a synopsis of A Nightmare on Elm Street, um, it's 1984. Um, it's basically uh, these these teenagers are are all having the same nightmare of a man with uh, with knives for fingers. And he's, he's kind of haunting them in their dreams. And then they soon find out that... When he kills you in your dream, you die in the real world. And so it's basically like they're terrified of going to sleep. And they're trying to figure out who's doing it. And they're actually getting... The police think it's them. Like, when one of the girls gets killed, they think it's her boyfriend that did it. And then he's he's found hanging in his cell. And and uh, it's kind of one of those things like where the typical things where the parents don't believe the teenagers. But the cool thing about this movie, the twist, and spoiler for everybody out there, the twist is that the parents know because... They're the ones that actually burned Freddy Krueger alive, and now he's coming back to kill and haunt their children. That's 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 awesome. I mean, that's like a great villain, it's right? Great, yeah, it's a great premise for a villain. It definitely is. And he wasn't in this movie. He's not as silly. Like he's he's kind of scary and creepy. And a lot of it's based on Wes Craven's own personal like fears. Like apparently, when he was a young boy, he looked out his window and he saw a guy like Freddy Krueger just standing out there staring at him, and that image stuck with him and he made Freddy Krueger and the reason he did the red and green kind of Christmas color sweater um, because those colors are the hardest to see next to each other for your eye it's like a yeah, it's a true. visual trick to annoy your brain is the reason he picked it um, not to mention the effects are amazing like when the girl's being drug upside down to the ceiling and it's slashing in blood you don't like the effects what effect didn't you like the blood tornado, like coming out of the the bed with Johnny yeah. Depp. Okay, that is that's one of the most iconic scenes ever, though, right? Like it is. Yeah. Like, I I remember oh. as a kid being terrified to go to sleep because I was afraid my bed was gonna suck me in. <laughs> Seriously, like I I don't know, but no, I know what you mean. But that's the thing, like so I you know I that was a spoiler. I'm sorry. Johnny Depp is in this movie and he does die. His name is Glenn in the movie. Um, it's his first movie too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so again, I I really do think this, despite the crazy ending. It's one of the best slasher movies. Now, these sequels got crazy. Like, Freddy Krueger kind of became larger than life. He became known as the wisecracking guy. Like, he made all these horrible puns. Kind of, I mean, it's basically like if you put some of the Arnold Schwarzenegger really bad puns from his early movies <laughs> yeah. into a slasher character, that was Freddy Krueger. Yeah. You know? And so if you hated this one, I'm not even going to go down the rabbit hole and show you the rest of them. But, like, I mean, he was like... One time he is like a complete product place when he's playing with the power of love and he's he, in the, the nightmare he's got a, one of the kids in the in a, a video game. It's like now you're playing with power. Like, it's killing him and stuff. Oh wow! It's really, really bad. yes. There's so many bad ones. Oh puns. my gosh! Well, it, I gotta say this about Nightmare on Elm Street. It's it's almost like they it's it's incredible that they worked with what they had. Basically, they didn't have any digital at this time. They used all practical effects. Uh, I mean, just just reading IMDb trivia, and then also I, I saw a little feature on YouTube about it of all the tricks that they did to get 
like the blood tornado, how they, they had to build the room upside down in order for that to work. And, uh, and they almost got killed, by the way. Who? Uh, Wes Craven and a lot of them. They were like, apparently, they, like the, the way the, they had to do the room a certain way. I don't know if it's on that kill or the other kill where the room is upside down. But one of them, they were in the rig and they were like covered in this gunk. And like there was a, something happened, like a cord went through and it was like sending a live electricity through part of it. And they're stuck in this room. And like, oh, wow. everybody almost died. Like the, the cinematographer, Wes Craven. Wow. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, there's a documentary about it called uh, Never Sleep Again. Hmm. I think that's the one that they talk about that in, but yeah. Another thing that I think Wes Craven did awesome in this movie was he made a strong female character for a slasher film. Yes. I mean, you've got you Jamie Lee Curtis, who was Scream Queen, and basically all she did in Halloween was just run around and scream and get chased. Mm -hmm. uh, she never really devised a plan. This is the, at least... As far as I know, the first time that you saw a female character actually devise a plan, he was a little, you know, Kevin from uh, Home Alone. But she she was the only one that said, we've got to defeat this guy, I've got to plan how to do it, while everybody else, even Johnny Depp's character, is giving the big doofus face, you know, falling asleep, and, you know, the dad is shoving her off saying, ah, yeah, you're crazy, you know. She's the only one Which that is, actually you know, does something. That's also crazy because... Again, the parents knew this happened. So if the kids are talking about Fred Krueger and they've got stuff, why don't the parents believe him? I don't know. But Exactly. And I think exactly. maybe before Home Alone came out, people wouldn't have seen that as such a silly thing. But it's like post-Home Alone, the whole world changed, right? Yeah. So, but, but that's, we live in a post-Home post Alone world now. It's a pivotal moment in human existence. Um, I'm just saying. But... I can look past Charles that. has said Home Alone changes the world. I can look, I can look right. past that and still really enjoy this movie. Um, Dream Warriors is pretty good. Um, there's some there's some good ones in this thing, but part two is terrible. I don't want to see Freddy Krueger towel whip a guy to death in the shower, but you do. It happens. Um, uh, what about A New Nightmare? Where would you rank that? A New Nightmare is really good. Um, really, really good. So basically ten years after the first one in 1994... Wes Craven had basically not directed any of the films in between. And then 10 years later, he comes back, and he was kind of in his meta stage. You know, it's like with Scream, which we'll talk about in a bit. Scream was very, like, it knows it's a movie, it's a scary movie. So A New Nightmare is basically, they're making another sequel to A Nightmare on Elm Street, and Freddy Krueger comes out of the movie, and he's haunting the people making the movie in real life. And, like, so Wes Craven's in the movie as himself. It's got the uh, Heather, Heather Logging uh, Camp. Yeah. Um, she's like she's playing her character for the movie and playing herself. It's a really, really good movie. Robert England too. I mean, it scared oh yeah, me to death when I was a kid. It's a great. It is really good. Uh, it was really because like the, they fantastic. have the glove out, the prop, and it starts moving. Yeah, it, it yeah. Is, it's it's awesome. It the really whole is. oven scene where she doesn't. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, it, it, I, again, I feel like there was a lot of in that time frame. I guess the early '90s. Like I think Wes Craven was trying to go through that transitional period where he wanted to redefine the redefine the genre again and mm -hmm. I think he did that really well with Scream um, do you want to jump over to Scream? do you guys want to? yeah let's do it alright All right. so Scream is what pick for you? Scream is my ugly pick okay here's why I think this again I, th I think it's an important um, it's an important movie in the, I think, like I said it redefines slashers again slasher genre as a whole was dying in the early 90s people were sick of the camp ones there mm -hmm. was so many knockoffs um here he comes along with this movie that knows it's a scary movie. And he did the psycho thing where he kills off 
a really important character early on with Drew Barrymore. She was featured all over the posters, right. um, in the promos and all that, and she's killed off immediately. It's a fantastic scene. You have a great villain. You've got, you she's know... She's actually the top bill. Yeah, too. yeah, she really was. Um, and, and that's the thing, and it's... I like Scream a lot, and if it... You know, as Michael would say, if it comes on, it's one of those movies I'm going to watch. Mm. But it has not aged well. Matthew Lillard is one of the worst actors known to man, <laughs> and he ruins the movie for me. Zoinks, Charles. Yeah, Pete Ulrich's yeah. pretty awful, too. It's, yeah, exactly. It's like, Courtney Cox was really, I thought she was good in it, but I don't know. But that's the, that's the thing. Like, again, let's do the synopsis because I keep forgetting to do it, but Scream is basically uh, kind of a similar thing. There's, a, there's high schoolers. What is it with high schoolers? Um, there's high schoolers who are being terrorized by a serial killer who may or may not have ties to their past, um, and and basically, like I said, like Drew Barrymore's in the opening scene. It's one of the most famous scenes of all time. Uh, where, you know, she answers the phone and is talking to the guy, and it's like, do you like scary movies? Like, mm-hmm. it's a cool scene, and it is really, really well done. In fact, I think that opening scene is the best scene in the movie. It, I agree, and it yeah. is, mm-hmm. it's extremely creepy. I, I mean, I used to babysit all the time when I was in high school, and I saw this friend, <clears throat> I saw this movie, some of my friends talked me into watching it, and the next time I went to babysit, every time the phone rang, I was like, ah! you know, like, but, but, it is really But creepy. it's because of that scene, like, the rest of the movie, like, I feel like after that happens, it just goes downhill. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. it's, oddly enough, I care about Drew Barrymore's character and that's mostly due to her great performance and the way it's put together. But I care more about her character in those few minutes with her than I do about Nev Campbell throughout the rest of the movie. Hmm. That's interesting. Right? Am I, am I the only I, one of that? No, I, I can kind of see that. I don't know if I totally agree, but I can understand that. I feel like, I really do feel like Drew Barrymore did an amazing job in that scene. Like the, she did. Well, and and that, was, that was between, like, uh, there was, I heard that basically Wes Craven met with her and he, she told him, like, a private memory that would instantly make her cry and like be sad and like he she's like you can use this on me this is how you can get me to be afraid and cry and scream and so that's what they did and it was like this total meeting of the two and apparently there was concern about this movie um from the producers i think did the weinstein brothers produce it um Um, but that there was there was a lot of there was a lot of fear about this movie and when you know they didn't like drew murray moore's wig they didn't like they were killing off one of the the most known actress in it and they apparently, once they showed the scene to them, everything was like, no, this is good. This is going to wow. be a good movie. Um, well, so it, it brought new life back to the slasher genre. Right. And, and to this day, slashers are still around. But now everybody's doing remakes to classic slashers. So, you know, you've got the Scream TV series, which I haven't even watched now. And Wes Craven himself directed three sequels to this movie. Um, they're all decent, but they're not... Yeah. Have you seen any of them? I, I've seen the second one. Scream 2 is cool because it's like dealing with sequels and like mm-hmm. saying that the sequels are never as good as the original. Again, Isn't Jamie really Kennedy cool. still in that? Yeah. Is yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, Jamie Kennedy is in it. And actually what, Scream what, and Was he Scream, dead in one of them though? Yeah, he dies in one of in them. In Scream right? 2. Okay. Yeah, that's it's, right. But it's Scream 3. Scream 3 has got a videotape he left is this like Will or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so I guess he is in the third. But actually uh Scream and Scream 2 have close ratings on Rotten show. Tomatoes. They're, I don't know exactly, but they're in the high 70s. I think I think Scream 2 holds up a lot better honestly, than the first one. Really? I, I do. Hmm. And it has that opening scene in the theater with mm-hmm. Jada Pinkett Smith uh, getting stabbed. Oh, that's right. You don't feel like they're just... Oh, that's right. That's intense. Doing the it's, old trick? We're making the same movie? Well, no, no, no. The, the, old, the old trick of 
the first kill with a popular actress. And yeah, but but here's the thing: Matthew Lillard's character was dead in the first movie, so he's not in the second one. It's a better movie. <laughs> I, I'm Based sorry, that, that guy's terrible. No. <laughs> Phil Wilson here. Like, <laughs> I was trying to watch it without my '90s nostalgia glasses on, you know, and just really watch it. Yeah. Be, because, you know, this was a big movie in the 90s. Yeah. I mean, it really was, it was huge. And, you know, a lot of people were going to theaters and it made, it made the success for all these others. I know what you did last summer in Urban Legend, you know, made them successful. They were right on the street. Yeah. But, so I tried to watch it and honestly, I, I thought your picks would have been, or my picks would have been reversed. I would have put Scream as the good Nightmare is uh, ugly. Nightmare is ugly. Because of the ending to Nightmare? Or you just don't think you don't think it no. holds up as well? I think I think the quality of Scream is better. Yeah. I think I totally the acting agree. is better. I think the the uh, just the way it's put together, direction is better. See, I, don't, I just don't uh, care about any of the characters in Scream, and I love the characters so, in Nightmare on Elm Street. My pro- I totally agree with you, Mike, on everything you're saying, but I still would choose the same way that Charles does. Really? Yeah. Well, see, just, I just I feel like I owe it to Nightmare on Elm Street. Maybe, maybe it's that's totally what it is. Yeah. It's the same. But here is one thing about it, though, and you 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 really hit the nail on the head when you're talking about how Freddy is a great villain, and he, even though. This is going to sound weird, but he is even a more plausible villain than the uh, two killers of Scream. And here's why I say that. And even though he's supernatural, he has more of a motive. You know, he's coming up back from the dead for revenge. These guys, their motive is still, at the end of the movie, unclear. I agree. And, and also, if they are, like, just they're psychopath, you know, they're psychopaths or sociopaths, then... They they don't exhibit the qualities. Even Skeet Ulrich, you know, everybody thinks if he's putting on a persona, everybody just thinks it's the mysterious, sexy persona. And then Matthew Lurch just I think the it's stoner. Just you. <laughs> <laughs> no, the cheerleader says it in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. She said what? It bubble butt her bubble butt boyfriend or something yes. like that. I, I don't know. Yes, yes. I don't know if that's a compliment or not. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't then, but it is I now. I think. Your reference. So go ahead. <laughs> But the, do you know what I mean? Like I do. I think that. Uh, what, what, I w- wait, what's the question? I would prefer. I prefer Freddy as a villain. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes, he yes. is a more like plausible. Like I can get behind him being a villain over these guys being a villain. But I really I, do like the characters more in Nightmare. I just, I just need to know. I, oh, I, I need. <laughs> you look truly horrified. I am. I don't know what you need to know. <laughs> I just okay. When, in all these kinds of movies, like I just need the villain to either be real. Or be supernatural, but not for this conflicting. Don't be so limited. Open your mind, woman. (laughs) What is your problem? Hey, I didn't say it couldn't be supernatural. You said it's got to be A or B, black or white. (laughs) And I stand by it. Okay. Charles defriended me. It's just now. Just now. (laughs) Just now. Just now. That just happened. He got on his Facebook app. What were you saying? I'm sorry. I was unfriending you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so. Ready for the next one on that note? Yeah, sure. I like Scream. Yeah, I like Scream too. Yeah. It just think it, it gets bad after the opening scene. <laughs> and and Matthew Lillard is terrible. Got it. Good right. note to end up. Alright. And so the Vampire next one Vampire in Brooklyn. Vampire in Brooklyn is my bad movie. I thought this was gonna be your ugly oh, one. Oh wow. Honestly. This is a train Oh no, I agree with you that it's bad. This is <laughs> I agree. This is I can't believe Wes Craven made this movie. I can't believe... Well, I, I can believe Eddie Murphy made this movie. Go ahead and give it to me. So, I'm just going to read uh, 
off of, because uh, I was a little confused. Basically, it's a loose remake of Dracula, but it's set in modern times, and it's set in Brooklyn. Very and, loose remake. Yeah, extremely Well, yeah, but no, it's... No, I saw some elements. Yeah, I know but what it's, you're talking about. But it's, yeah. it's, it's featuring an, you know, an African-American cast for the first time. I mean, I guess you had Blackula and stuff like that, but this is like a, a modern like African-American movie. Um, so uh, I'll read you the, the synopsis here. Maximilian is the only survivor from a race of vampires on a Caribbean island. And as a vampire, he must find a mate to keep the line from ending. Hmm? He knows that a child had been born to a woman who had a vampire father, and he searches for her in Brooklyn. Read his mother, who has died in his... I'm not going to read all this. Basically, he comes to Brooklyn to find this half-human, half-vampire that looks a lot like his past bride, and he wants to basically repopulate the the race of vampires. Yeah. But um, it's... It's basically the okay. There's a lot of things wrong with this movie. For one, Eddie Murphy is. I, I don't know what he's going for. See, tone is so important in these films, right? Is it a comedy? Is it a scary film? Is it a bad film? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I like there were times where he was kind of like trying to be scary evil villain. There's times where he's trying to be charming. But I never really found Eddie Murphy charming in this movie. No. Nope. Like when he's putting on the moves, getting her to dance, and she's falling in love. I'm like. You know, Bela Lugosi was better at this. Yeah. Every other person that's played vampire has been more charming than yeah. you. Even, yeah. even you know, uh, what's his name from Twilight? Edward. Um, <laughs> but but the point is, like, I couldn't take Eddie Murphy seriously in this role. Seriously in this role. Um, and they did the whole stupid thing where, you know, Eddie Murphy was plays multiple characters. Yeah. And, and I know yeah. he did that in Coming yeah. to America, Nutty Professor, and every movie he's ever made ever. But it didn't work in this movie because... No. If he's going to... It's like he's going to possess people, right? Mm-hmm. But you knew he's going to possess because it's any character that Eddie Murphy is in makeup. If, exactly. he's, playing, if he's playing a character in makeup, that character's going to get possessed because that's Eddie Murphy. Right. So it's like there's no suspense. It's like... Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's like... Like when he's the preacher, like preaching on the thing and everybody's it's like... Odd. It's weird. It's odd, yeah. I, 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 when he's that kind of junkie guy that like Guido or whatever yeah I think they called it's him. like what are you doing like I don't even yeah that was really yeah. strange and they added that like you could tell there was like an overdub line about how he could inhabit people's minds and control it's like oh. and then what was his uh, writing the success of coming to America I mean he was just gonna try and complete the uh, but coming to America is a great movie though it's a brilliant film. and Nutty Professor is too I love Nutty Professor but this movie is like <laughs> the, what was his uh, car- uh his guy is his, like partner's name the one that was like oh uh kadeem hardison his name is julius jones he was the ghoul yeah so like that was kind of the comic relief and he was kind of annoying but it was also kind of a cool take on the um traditional uh like rem quest or ren quest character from their other dracula movies but you know he always had dracula always had kind of a a guy like that that was that was going around doing his bidding renfield renfield yeah renfield um and so uh but that's kind of I don't really know why he's falling apart. Um, I, 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 I guess he's decomposing, just, just but more comedy, funny. I guess. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of weird, but I know the funniest part to me in the whole movie, which is kind of saying something, is it was in like the very first five minutes when the ship is crashing into the wherever they are, and um, Julius Jones is there with his kind of older friend or boss or whatever, uncle, uncle, yeah, yeah. and. Uh, <laughs> 
because they're sitting there. The ship's like comes crashing through, and the the uncle's trying to like wait. Who's out there? Whoa! And no one's answering him, and he's like, "Oh, my mother ever!" Like, and it just it 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 was played by John Witherspoon, who yeah. played the dad in Friday. He yeah. basically that's what it, that's who he was. This he was kind of just yeah. played the dad. This came in Friday out before again. Friday, yeah. didn't it? Uh, no, after. Friday was 93, I think. Nobody talked to Dracula for about 35, 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm so glad that y'all, you've been talking about Coming to America, because I actually, I saw Coming to America a couple of nights ago, not, it had nothing to do with because I watched this movie, it was just, hey, Coming to America, it's on Netflix, I'm going to watch it. And what Coming to America did really, really well, and I didn't even realize this second time watching, is that half of it is a comedy... It starts off as a comedy, and you really love it as a comedy, and you get to know these characters in the comedy aspect, and then it turns into a romance. Yes. And the last half of it is a legitimate romance. I mean, it ta- it drops almost all comedy. Yeah, but, it gets serious. But it's okay. But, I mean, it works. It really works for that movie. I think what A. Murphy was trying to do is the exact same thing, but yeah. instead of going from... He went from comedy to horror. He tried to go from comedy to, like, a horror movie, and it it didn't play out. But all. I mean, Mm-mm. and there are some Not funny parts world. in it, like when he gets shot and he's like, "I've been stabbed and whatever," and uh-huh. it's like, "I've never been shot." It kind of itches a little, and like yeah. it's like, okay, I get the funny line. You want to know what my favorite part of this movie is? And this is stupid. No one else is gonna <laughs> think it's funny, but it's a really <laughs> random scene. There's the part where he's playing that junkie character, and he shoots the cat. You remember that part? Oh, yes. yeah. And it, that cracks me up every time. It's like a cat ran, and he's like cussing at the cream at the cat, and the cat gets shot. And he's like, <laughs> I don't know why, but that cracks me up every time. It's such a stupid scene, but I can't like help but giggle and like just didn't, laugh didn't at the he told would me. say he was like the cat had it coming or yes, something. Yes, and like it's that. like it's so random and so <laughs> stupid. Well, and I think with his characters, because in coming to America I know I'm going back to coming to America but in coming to America when he played all those multiple characters you already were thought that the prince was a funny guy there was always but when Eddie Murphy is trying to be this serious suave guy and then he goes into this character that's supposed to be a, a funny guy you already are like that's Eddie Murphy though I mean it takes you completely out of the movie and you go okay hold on Eddie Murphy was just Five seconds ago, trying to be suave. Why am I supposed to believe that he's funny now? Well, and and the other thing is too, um, that kind of ties into like Nutty Professor. Like in Nutty Professor, you liked his character. You rooted for. Right. Is it Norman? Yeah. Um, is it yeah? Yeah. You yeah. rooted for his character, and and this one, you hate the guy. Like mm-hmm. I can't stand his character in this movie, and he was just kind of a. Yeah, he wasn't sympathetic at all. No. Mm-hmm. And it. I don't really know who you root for in this movie. Are you rooting for Angela Bassett's character? Because you don't really yeah, like her yeah. either. Yeah, yeah she's, she's kind of weird. They do that whole backstory with her, like <laughs> her mother was committed to an asylum or whatever. Or, or, didn't they say that? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Or the most ironically or most destined named character ever. What's Detective her name? Detective Justice. Justice, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but then you have the whole, like, you have her partner that loves her. And, it, and then just some really weird stuff in that movie. I, I don't know, like... What was Wes Craven thinking? Like I And here's what I think he was thinking. He was thinking, I haven't made a good movie in a long time. This was before Scream. I think he just needed a paycheck. Because this is not a Wes Craven movie. Well, okay, this is what, Eddie what Murphy was Craven? Hold on, what does he made what, what did I, he make around the same time? And Eddie, Eddie Murphy produced it. Well too. he did make yeah, he he wrote it and produced it. Mm-hmm. Uh so I really think it was Eddie Murphy said, You know what? I want to make a horror movie with some comedy in it. 
Who do I know that does horror? Oh, it's Craven. He does horror. He'd Let me made, get him. Uh, he'd made Shocker and uh, People Under the Stairs. But were those hits? I don't know if they were hits. Shocker's oh. a weird movie. Even New Nightmare wasn't a hit. It's a, I mean, I, I, yeah. I haven't seen it, but it's not a real big hit. Yeah, New Nightmare was right before he, that one. They needed Scream see, right after... He didn't really return to form until 1996 with Scream. Yeah, if you Scream was a year later. If you watched those two movies back-to-back, you would have no idea they were made by the same director. Well, and because yeah. there's so many... There are elements of Scream that I saw in Friday the 13th. You, know, you mean Nightmare on Elm Street? Nightmare on Elm Street. Sorry, I knew. Wow! I knew I was going to do. I'm sorry. I knew I was going to do that in Nightmare on Elm Street. You mean Halloween? But, <laughs> but you you would never know unless you saw in the credits that Wes Craven directed this. You would not have known it was him. There was no signatures or not. But that's kind of like Music of the Heart too. Well, yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> I think true. he was just trying out new things. To be honest, like maybe I think maybe he just wanted to try something really goofy and comedy, and he kind of mm-hmm. went that route. Um, by the way, I there was a lot of choices I was thinking about for the bad one. Uh, My Soul to Take, I think, is his worst rated one on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a weird movie. Um, he was trying to kind of come up with a new uh, a new slasher character. There's uh, the Ripperton uh, Ripper or whatever. Uh, and, and I think, I don't think, personally, I think it's as bad a movie as everyone else makes it out to be. And I think... I think I don't know. I don't know what was wrong with it. I mean, really, people just trash it like it's the worst horror movie ever made, but it's not mm. bad. And then uh, I liked. Well, I don't like, but Cursed. Did you guys see Cursed? No, it's Wes Craven's. It it's Wes Craven's werewolf movie. Oh. oh. Did you see it, Ricky? I I I don't think I did actually. I just so, remember it coming out. It's uh, Jesse Eisenberg and Christina Ricci. That's right. And. What happened with that movie? That's why is I wanted to watch it. <laughs> I, there was a lot of delays and rewrites, and it's, I think it's also written by Kevin Williams. So it's the same guy that wrote Scream, um, but somehow along the way they were making an R-rated movie, very R-rated, very violent werewolf movie, and somehow it got cut down to a PG-13 werewolf movie, where they cut out all the violence and all the bad language, and um, it's really random at parts. Like there's a like a girl gets like pulled out by a werewolf, and then it cuts to the next scene, and they're they're like, "Oh, she got ripped apart." And you're like, well, "We didn't see she get <laughs> yeah, ripped apart." Yeah, exactly. But, but you're gonna have to take our word for it because we couldn't afford right. to show you. Well, no, yeah, but they but there's the the unrated cut came out, and okay, you actually do see like her torso being thrown at you, and she's still alive crawling, and it's it's Shannon Elizabeth, and it's awesome, oh, God, and it's like yes. that. Why? Anyway, anyway, I'm, I'm um, impressed. <laughs> Red Eye. I like Red Eye too. Red Eye's not bad. Uh, the only my only problem with Red Eye is that it's a flight from DFW to Miami, and it's those two lane. It that's always bugged me about the movie. You know, it's not it's not just a single lane airplane. It's got uh, the two aisles. Like you're flying to like Hawaii. Aisles, or yeah. And that always bugged me because you. That, that's fly. every flight I take to Miami from here. <laughs> just that specific route. Yeah. <laughs> they always do that. Yeah. But that I don't know. That's just a little thing that's always bugged me. Have you flown to Miami? Yeah, uh-huh. and you you what you didn't have the two thing in the double decker airplane. I had a giant. Like, I've had a two thing once, and that's when I went to Europe. I mean, they always tried to cram you in the single aisle one. Yeah, truth. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Ricky, you got any, anything to say up in the booth there? Any comments you want to? Um, I just want to talk about coming to America more. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It is a great movie. Just let your soul glow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you guys got anything, Peter, Jasmine? You want to chime in? Got nothing. She's got nothing. <laughs> She's got nothing. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for coming. 
So, um, as I mentioned, I'll be doing the 31 Days of Horror coming mm -hmm. up October 1st. October 1st. And you'll be yeah, give it a little synopsis of what that well, is. Well, it's basically... It's um, your third year to do it, right? Yes, it is. It's part three. Um, I hope we're not getting part of the sequel fatigue that we usually do in scary movies. But, um, <laughs> but basically, every day in October, I will watch a scary movie, and I do it chronologically. So, um, there's really no rhyme other or reason other than I usually try to start in the 20s, and I work my way up to modern movies. Um, but I try to show at least one or watch at least one movie from each decade, so 20s, 30s, 40s, and up. Um, like I said, I will have a lot of Wes Craven movies on there, and I will have quite a few Christopher Lee movies on there. Um, so basically, I just do little mini reviews on them. I want—I actually do watch them on the day of. I don't cheat and do it ahead or watch multiple. It's like if I'm going to watch two back to back, it's because I'm going to do one from 10 to like 11:30, and then write a review and then start the next one at midnight. Mm -hmm. Um, it's tricky watching that many movies and writing reviews on the day of, by the way. some It's a lot of 4 a.m. scary movies. And yeah. some movies are really terrifying at 4 in the morning, more than they yeah. would be. Like, uh, we watched Poltergeist, and it was like, oh, God, this movie never scares me this much. But, yeah. Or, you know. But um, I got a lot of a lot of films on this one for this year that um, I've never seen before. In the past, it's been movies that I've seen, maybe some mm -hmm. classics. This one is Tons of movies I haven't seen before, including a lot of modern ones like Babadook and It Follows. I've been really I'm wanting to see those. I'm really looking forward to when you see Babadook. You want to watch it with me? You come over. I'm, I love that's I'm, awesome. I'm also I'd watch, like to be invited. I'm also going to watch. Well, you're not invited, Ricky. I'm also going to watch VHS. Uh, Seriously, is one of my favorite. VHSs? Um, no, Babadook is one of my favorite horror movies. Of you watch it? Yeah. You've seen it? Yeah. It is amazing. good. Yeah. Okay, I have not seen it. I've not seen It Follows. But so those those are the movies. So like like I said, you can go online. You can follow along with me if you want to. There's also there's one I found out about from the '90s called Begotten. It's like a German silent film from the '90s. Wow. Like surreal. It looks weird. I don't I don't know. Cool. So we'll see. Um, so I, yeah, I think it'll be cool. Like I said, I'm really looking forward to it. Got a silent horror film on there mm. and got a lot of interesting nice. stuff. Italian As you films. can tell. Around here, we really love this time of year. We yes. love Halloween. I love Halloween. Charles absolutely is a fanatic for mm -hmm. Halloween. And Kelly, you love Halloween too. So I do. What is your pick for our next episode? Oh, well, we got to say, we're doing them slightly out of order, right? Because normally it would go back to you, Micah. Yes, yeah. Be, but uh, we've got uh, something special coming up in a few weeks, and I don't want to reveal anything, but... So we're, um, we're skipping it to Kelly. Yeah. Yep. And so back to the question. Okay, so I'm kind of keeping it in the same horror-y... Um, <laughs> oh, you keep it in the same well, horror? <laughs> yes, well, you know, we're shaking things That's up a here. different genre. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. Totally, totally, entirely different. Horror-y um, and autumnal. So we, my choice is going to be vampire movies. Nice. What do you got? So what I've got is in alphabetical order. Vampire in Brooklyn. <laughs> no, but we gotta wow. watch that again. Yeah, no. no, no, we will not be doing that. Um, so my three choices are Bram Stoker's Dracula from 1992, uh, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Um, Let the Right One In from 2008, and Twilight also from 2008. Now, where can we see these movies? So I believe well, let the right one in is it's on Netflix. It's definitely streaming on Netflix. Yes, and um, the other two are in Kelly's personal library, right? Yes, <laughs> or, they and, are. And, so and by the way, we're going to refer to it as BS Dracula from now on because that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's how Micah abbreviated all the text. So I don't know if that's telling what he's going to think BS of the movie. Like, he just he's like, we're going to watch, watch BS, BS Dracula. Dracula. Yes. All right. So buckle up, you guys. Um, 
it's yeah I, I agree I think it's gonna be a pretty interesting it's episode. gonna be amazing I'm really yeah. excited <laughs> great well thanks for listening you can uh, follow us on Facebook or you can uh, check us out on Twitter at good bad podcast and uh, check us out also it's just awesome.com as we said uh, 30 days of horror, 31 days of horror is coming horror-y, up. Maybe. <laughs> Horror, maybe. Who knows? It's, it's we don't know what this German silent film is all about. I can't wait. Could get wild. Uh, yeah. So check that out. It's a lot of fun time around here uh, during the month of October. Okay. Thanks Sounds for listening, great. guys. Have all a good right, thank one. Thank you. Bye.